We have sustainability coordinator Doug Nidick from Missouri State on this week's Renew Guru. Hello out there in podcast world. This is Renew Gurus, your source for all things energy policy and politics in Missouri and beyond. I'm Executive Director James Owen of Renew Missouri coming to you live on tape from my undisclosed location here in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, Philip Rasika, our producer, is not joining us. I was not able to get a time where we could record with him, uh, but just know that he is with us in spirit. Uh, my guest today, uh, someone I have uh, we've been working with uh, for a little bit, um, you know, who has a position um, that I think uh, is is really interesting, really exciting, has a lot of potential. Uh, we have Douglas Nidick. Uh, he is the sustainability coordinator for Missouri State University in Springfield, Missouri. Although their footprint goes beyond Springfield, they have a very large campus there. They have facilities all over Southwest Missouri. Hey, Doug, how are you this morning? Good. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing really good. Um, so you are your 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 title is sustainability coordinator. So kind of explain to our listeners, all five of them, what uh, that position does for a university. Sure. Uh, well, I work with um, actually I get the pleasure of working with faculty, students, and staff across the university on coordinating um, uh, existing uh, sustainability initiatives across campus and then developing new initiatives. Uh, those can be driven by students, could be driven by faculty or staff or a combination. Um, so our mission is really just to improve the overall sustainability performance of the university. Uh, we participate in the AC STARS program, which is uh, the Association for Advancement of Sustainability in Higher Education. And mm -hmm. so it, it's a, it's a um, recognition program. It gives us a template on, you know, basic things that we, that universities can be doing to implement right. sustainability. But then we take that and we obviously expand upon it. And then we also um, really do a lot of projects within the communities um, throughout the state, throughout the region with students and, and faculty working on sustainability initiatives. So your sustainability goes beyond energy. Yes. Yeah. So I imagine you're probably doing a lot on recycling. Uh, you're doing a lot on, uh, you know, kind of the transportation there on campus. Um, what, is, well, I mean, what is, if you could put it in a nutshell, what is like kind of the goal of the university administration as far as sustainability goes? What What is your directive from like kind of the institution itself? Well, we do have a sustainability strategic plan um, mm -hmm. that goes until I think 2027. We're currently working to update that. But our main thing is to just continually advance our AC star score. Um, mm -hmm. We since started, we started at a bronze level and we're up at silver and our goal is to get to gold. Again, it's just a continuous improvement mechanism. Yeah. So it's really just to advance that. It's advanced energy efficiency on campus, reduce solid waste consumption, yep. um, uh, more sustainable materials management. But yeah. it's also incorporating sustainability in the curriculum throughout the camp throughout the colleges. So Right. Uh, we were actually starting a fellows program starts this week where we have 27 faculty and students participating in a sustainability fellows program. It's all about how do we integrate more sustainability into the curriculum. So oh, really training those future sustainability professionals. Wow. Well, so how does one become that position? Like, what's your background? 
Uh, my background is, oh gosh. Um, I, <laughs> I didn't mean I, to like, this is not, this is your life. I, uh... <laughs> Short version. I've been doing yeah. uh, sustainability, environmental management, energy manager for almost 30 years. So I've worked right. in manufacturing, um, consultant, um, local state government, um, academia and healthcare and different forms of energy wow. management, sustainability and environmental management. Would you like have to get a degree in this? Like, how did I mean? What What's your education? Um, actually, back then there really weren't there really weren't any, as far as I know, any sustainability degrees. Yeah. Uh, my My degree, I have an undergraduate in environmental health and, and a master's in public health. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So it a lot of sustainability professionals my age, I guess you could say, kind of <laughs> came out of that environmental management um, degree and movement in the in the 90s <laughs> and, um, and we've kind of evolved into these now there's there's great um, undergraduate degrees that are available for sustainability we actually have one here at msu just started this fall oh, you do yep, okay started last fall um so you're seeing more and more of that through universities uh, which is exciting to see yeah that is exciting um so with, with, I mean, you know, kind of like our focus, when you talk about, um, let's talk about, you mentioned energy efficiency with Missouri State. I mean, you, okay, your main campus is there in Springfield, uh, right there in the middle of town. Uh, how many people, how many people go to school there right now? I think we're somewhere right around 24, 25,000. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot of yeah. students. Um, and that is, um, and there's a pretty sizable group of people who live on campus. Um, you have a lot of dorms there. Um, so when you talk about energy efficiency, I mean, like, so I, I say all that because if you're in Springfield, you're under city utilities, uh, mm -hmm. the municipal utility there uh, that's run by city council, more or less. Um, so do you like how much coordination do you need to do with them to do energy efficiency? I mean, are you working on demand response programs? Do you, how do you, how does that work? We actually do a lot of coordination with city utilities uh, staff. Um, we do purchase some of the solar from the solar farm there. Oh, okay. Um, we have a, a few small scale solar um, arrays on campus, and we're always looking to increase those to be yeah. more demonstration capacity. Uh, but then our facilities team, um, we actually have a utilities director who kind of oversees the energy management. Um, and he works a lot with city utilities on everything from transformer efficiencies, um, like I said, demand issues. Um, a lot of our energy is, you know, obviously we consume a lot of during the day, but we yeah. consume a lot at night. A lot of we have, I mean, mainly just these buildings, heating, ventilation, um, lighting. So we have a lot of opportunities that we had that we've had. We've already started to address things with um, our uh, chilled water system made some significant improvements there, and we're always continuing looking at improvements from the HVAC system and continually to retrofit things like LED lighting. Right, but a lot of it is still, you know, um, it's uh, operational controls. You talk about residents' life, um, our students. Mm. You know, I have controls over their thermostats, so working with them through educational programs on they do, yeah, and and in some in several buildings. Oh wow. So my junky dormant jury, I don't think I got to do that. I either froze or <laughs> overheated to death. <laughs> that's what mine was when I was in college. I was, I was, I was actually surprised that in dorms here, they have control, which 
So how do you control that? It, it we just do it. We do a lot of education with them to you know uh-huh. proper thermostat settings, um, those type of things. So, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of we do a lot of education on campus across sustainability and really just to get those um, um, ideas and opportunities you know mm-hmm. uh, exposed to the students as they go out and become professionals and you know. How do they, you know, how do they maintain energy or reduce energy in their own homes for to, you know, how do they practice energy efficiency in the companies that they're going to work for and the businesses and operations? Right. So it's it's a good opportunity. But we also do a lot of off-campus work uh, from an energy standpoint. Uh, two years ago, we started a pollution prevention technical assistance program where we actually go out and we do energy audits for Missouri manufacturing companies and we help them find ways to reduce waste, oh, really? conserve energy and save money. And that wow. includes efficiency as well as alternative energy. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Cause I want to kind of break all that. I, there's a lot of information there I want to like kind of dig into. So you have this kind of energy procurement utility coordinator that uh, is there. I mean, you know, one of the things that's always like a challenge is because you're, you're, you're entity. Missouri State wants to engage in energy efficiency for a lot of reasons. One, it's good for sustainability. Two, it's also good for your budget. Uh, But the challenge with city utilities is, well, you're one of their biggest customers, aren't you? I mean, Missouri State, like, I mean, other than the hospitals in in, in that town, which I imagine are probably uh, more, but you guys, I mean, they make a, I mean, they they make a lot of money off of you, right? (laughs) Yeah, we definitely are one of the biggest, if not the biggest consumer. Yeah, um, I've seen that. There's a list. They're, they're, they actually release a list. I, I know the Missouri State's like in the top three, at least, if, if not the top one. And that changes all the time. But I mean, yeah. so it's a challenge, right? Trying to find that balance. Like you all want to engage in energy efficiency. They need to have money to operate their utility and operate their grid. So, I mean, you've got to kind of work that balance, do you not? Yeah, you know, it's actually surprising. There's not. Um, city utilities is actually pretty good to work with from, oh. you know, from that coordination side. Um, and, um, I actually got, to, you know, you're talking about the top, you know, producers or consumers. I used to be the energy and sustainability director for mercy. So, yeah. so, you know, from going from mercy to here that, you know, always the top one or two consumers for city utilities. And, uh, we we did, you know, at, Mercy, we did a lot of energy conservation programs, a lot of efficiencies, and city utilities, um, from my experience, has been good to work with on those. Um, and, and I know our our um, utilities director talks to them. I mean, on the not only on the side of energy conservation, but on the infrastructure side, works right. very very closely. So I think that um, MSU has a really good relationship with them and support each other. So as we come up with ideas for energy conservation, we always work with them on what we can, um, implement. Just to give people outside of Springfield, some context on, you know, you work for mercy, mercy. Okay. So in Springfield, like the, the, I mean, I know hospitals are big everywhere, but like for, for some reason, and the reason largely is because Springfield attracts a lot of older retirees to move to that area. Those hospitals are really important. And those hospitals are really, really big. Uh, you have Mercy and you have Cox, and they're they are they have an oversized presence in Springfield, and so like they are just 
I mean, you know, you talk about like hospitals being important to a community. It seems like they are very important because I think it is one of the reasons that attracts people to that that community. If you move, if you retire to that area, you want to be near the lakes, but you also want to be near good healthcare. And I know I used to do a state, I used to do estate planning work in Springfield. I know there's a lot of people who move in from California and move from the West because they like to live there because the cost of living is cheap. It's near the lakes and it's near those hospitals. So it's like, it's a big deal. That aside. <laughs> so you, so, so, um, so you work on that, but you also mentioned um, you have solar on campus. Very small arrays. We have yeah. uh, like solar bike racks, solar charging stations, you know, for uh, on campus at students. Those are actually all student funded initiatives. Oh, okay. Um, and we do have a student sustainability fund and students are always looking for new um, sustainability related programs or technologies to implement. So those are actually driven by the students, which are great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you, but do you have like any, like any arrays? Do you have like any kind of distributed solar on any buildings or anything like that? No. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think you did, but um, you, you said you were kind of talking about you work with students. I mean, is there, you have this fund, uh, is there like, a, is that like through student government? Is that like a separate office? It's like, there's like students who volunteer, like kind of talk about like how are students engaged in Missouri State on sustainability? Um, actually, um, we have quite a bit of engagement. It's the fund is run is managed through the Student Government Association. So yeah. through there, we have a sustainability commissioner that is a student position oh, within okay. the Student Government Association. They uh, manage the sustainability fund, but they also kind of are the sustainability, um, uh, you say, uh, professional liaison for the student government. So they report back to the student uh, body. On those programs, um, they we within the sustainability fund we have commissioner or uh, uh, say well student committee almost kind of like board leaders. You have staff from the university, but you also have students that are on there. So essentially, students um, come up with projects. We have guidelines for developing a sustainability project. They develop a proposal that goes to um, the commissioners that are made up of mostly students, but also um, of university staff, and they vote. And so students get the experience of developing a proposal, presenting it for approval. And then once it's approved, uh, students kind of, uh, they, they actually participate in overseeing of that implementation. So hmm. it's a great program. It's driven a lot of really interesting, a lot of very successful sustainability initiatives on campus and um, actually just continues to grow. Wow. So they're pretty actively involved with that students there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're actually just probably this last couple of years we've seen a lot, barring COVID. We've we've seen a lot um, this last year, especially seen a lot more interest in the program. Um, they're making some revisions to the structure of it, but. Um, which is great because it's just continually improving. Yeah. Um, but we've got a lot of very interesting projects from, you know, high tunnel agricultural projects to, hmm. um, you know, historically energy projects, our campus garden program, um, a lot of different initiatives. It really just whatever the students can think of. Yeah. 
Well, that's great. Uh, I mean, you, you talk about you've been doing this for a while and you said that in the past couple of years, it's engaged. I mean, I was going to ask, I mean, have students become much more cognizant of this and more aware of this and more engaged with this recently? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I've been here three years and um, I think um, these last three to five years that the university, I think they've seen just talking with faculty, staff and students um an increase especially this last year um we students have a student organization called students for a sustainable future um that mm. is that is student driven student led um but you also have just different interests from from an from the different colleges from agriculture to health sciences to environmental right. sciences and and so forth and with the addition of our sustainability major, um, the fellows program, we're seeing more and more faculty uh, interested in how do we integrate more sustainability in the curriculum. That then exposes more students within different programs. Yeah, has a little bit more interest. So, I think in the last year, as as those initiatives have started to take place, we're starting to see a little bit more, or just just seeing more increase in interest and involvement. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you mentioned that you are trying to work in sustainability to curriculums. You have you have this new program. I mean, yeah, I, I am interested because I know that, you know, in southwest Missouri, there's a lot of farming, there's a lot of agriculture. And to me, that means there's a lot of opportunity to to, you know, in, ingrain uh, sustainable practices, renewable energy, energy efficiency in agriculture. I mean, kind of just if I were to pluck one out of the out of the air, I mean, like what? What is what do you see like the agriculture programs at Missouri State uh, doing to maybe like try to like incorporate sustainability? Um, well, probably not the most knowledgeable on that one, but well, I know. <laughs> I pick one that you are. What's one that you think is like really <laughs> what's one that you think would be worthy of highlighting uh, a program um, that's incorporating sustainability? You know, our our ag program. What's interesting to me is I've talked to several different faculty and the faculty ha have you know, different interests and have been incorporating different sustainable initiatives. Um, you know, this whole high tunnel project is a cooperation between our, our ag program, our campus garden, and a, our new um, magnet, agricultural magnet school that's a partnership mm -hmm. with Springfield Public Schools. We're putting a high tunnel on that site that um, students from that that school will be able to go and learn how to grow food within a high tunnel organically. Um, that magnet school itself is, a, is an awesome partnership between Springfield Public Schools, the private, the Dar Family Foundation, as well as our college oh, yeah. of agriculture, where they're training future agriculture professionals. Our uh, down at our General Gin Ranch, you know the the agriculture program down there, yeah. tremendous things with water conservation and natural um conservation practices on the farm so it's they you see these things practiced in, in a lot of different agricultural programs so it's kind of hard to you know i can't say one there's so many things that they're doing and and what i'm always encouraged about there i'm hearing more and more ideas that are coming from the agriculture program the environmental sciences and all the colleges on different ideas 
Yeah. And I know it's something that I think about a lot just because I know there's like rising tension between citing renewable energy places in agriculture spaces um, and, you know, whether that's being used for farm use. So that's a particular interest mm. to me as a farm kid, <laughs> <laughs> uh, having been born and raised not very far from your um, your observatory out there by yeah. Elk. Um, I'm about two miles from where that is. So I am out there in the middle of nowhere where you can really see the stars. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, that's, that's just of interest to me. And and you also mentioned that you are sending, you have like, you're, you're doing audits for, for businesses and for, mm-hmm. for commercial customers. I want to know more about that. Like who's, who are you sending out? Who's on these teams that you're, you're, uh, you're, you're doing this with. Sure. Well, I lead them. Um, we also have partnership with uh, Missouri S and T. So with oh, okay. with our with MSU, um, we have a partnership with S and T and the engineering program. So we have their faculty here in Springfield, and so you can essentially come to MSU a couple of years, and then you can take engineering degree classes and graduate with an S and T degree here in Springfield. So wow. we, um, the engineering program. Um, uh, participates with us on that, but we also pull students from pretty much any college. You don't have to be an engineering student. So essentially what students, what happens is we work with companies. I, I have student, I have graduate assistants that work with me and then students intern with us and they get to go out and participate in these assessments where they get exposure to manufacturing. Most students have never been in a manufacturing facility. Right. Before. Uh, so it's a new experience. And we uh, review the operations from raw materials coming in to finished product going out. And we look for ways where the company can reduce waste, whether it's solid waste, hazardous waste, water consumption, and energy. And we provide recommendations on where they, what the opportunities are, what's the cost, what's the savings, what's the environmental impact reductions, overall, what's the, what's the payback, and, and then help companies implement those strategies. Oh, well, how, I mean, is there like, do you seek these people out? Can they reach out to you? How does that work if they wanted to like take advantage of this? Yeah, they can easily just reach out to us. It's a, it's a free program. It's funded by US EPA's Pollution Prevention Grant. Oh, okay. And so um, it's free to companies. We actually partner with Missouri Association of Manufacturers. So they do a lot of yeah. outreach for us and promotion of this program. The last two years where we started it, we've done, we've worked with over 20 manufacturing companies wow. um, doing assessments um, and it's seen some significant reductions in energy and which we track energy, but within, we, we also calculate that as tons of greenhouse gas reductions. Right. And um, also we track, you know, gallons of water reduce, right. of waste um, and dollar saved. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be of, of interest to people who might be listening to this. I'd love to share that information if it's available, um, which I, I kind of moves into something that I think is important and kind of how we started talking is like, I, you know, we have this Inflation Reduction Act that gets passed in August. It's got all this money that's going to be coming to do energy efficiency and installation. And, and my thought is, and there are some articles out this about there, but like there's all going to be all this money but are there going to be trained people to do it? <laughs> and I kind of wonder, do you think about like what we're going to do about needing all these trained people <laughs> as an educational professional in this, in this field? I mean, what do you, 
what what do you see as Missouri State's role? What do you see as like generally like kind of you know kind of the role of education and 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 getting people ready for that? Oh, I think there's just tremendous opportunities right now, um, and you know we're seeing you're seeing from universities across the, the country you're seeing more and more sustainability degrees, whether they're yeah. undergraduate, graduate, uh, certificate programs. We also have a certificate program available. Um, so I think it's there's and there's just a gr growing demand for sustainability professionals. Right. When I graduated, um, you know, sustainability was kind of a buzzword and it's kind of gone up and down. Yeah. And for the last five to 10 years, in my opinion, it's really stuck. It's grown. Um, you see more and more companies creating um, sustainability management positions. So, you're, you know, you're looking for um, you know, degreed professionals, experienced professionals, so for a university, I think it's it's very important to integrate sustainability in the curriculum, whether it's a direct degree program or you're integrating it into the, the agriculture, the health sciences, the social sciences, those because we're looking at sustainability more than just environmental now. We're looking at it from the social and the economic standpoint. And so we need professionals to understand that and working in those fields to have some knowledge of sustainability. But then you also have the whole technical side, you know, from like, um, you know, I give examples of Ozarks Technical Community College, these type of programs, yeah. or the need to train um, skilled professionals, skilled um, professionals in these different green trades, whether it's solar or, you know, new HVAC des designs, automate auto um, maintenance from, you know, looking at electric vehicles. So yeah. you have it from not only the universities, but the technical colleges, the trade side, to me, it, it's, it, it's a great opportunity. And I really think, you, you know, universities and trade programs really need to be developing these programs pretty aggressively. Yeah. Do you find that's a challenge when I, when I think about Southwest Missouri, again, a place I'm from, so I don't want to have this sound disparaging, but you don't have the population density that you would have in an area like Kansas City or St. Louis. I mean, it makes it tougher to like do some of this, doesn't it? Or do you, um, think, that, or do you think it's just a different opportunity? Are you referring to ter in terms of having the jobs or the training side? The, I, I think oh, like the, I mean, it's hard to like do training when you might have fewer people that are oh. interested in it, right? Sorry, that was a poorly worded question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do this for a living. I it's a good thing. <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 interesting. Um, I, I, yes, I say yes and no. I guess okay. Yes, I mean it's such different environments than St. Louis and Kansas City, but we are the third largest community. Um, oh. You have a different makeup. Um, a lot of people, a lot of commuters coming into Springfield in and out, um, but. You know, at the same time, you know, I see, you know, solar companies popping up in Southwest Missouri like crazy. Yeah. A lot of competition in that area. We're seeing more, you hear more and more energy conservation. Um, we're starting to see more car dealerships you know, carrying EVs. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, we don't, obviously St. Louis, Kansas, those areas, those, you know, you have more of an interest there um, possibly, or just whether it's population but we're seeing that kind of grow in Southwest Missouri a little bit, but we have, you know, from a conservation side, Southwest Missouri, um, you know, is very, very strong from water conservation to 
natural um, conservation, wildlife, um, all these things, that is Southwest Missouri. So I think that mentality is there. Um, So I think you have a pretty select, I mean, pretty large group of of individuals that want to enhance that and want that training. So it may not be specific energy, but, you know, growing wildlife conservation, you know, these type of things, water conservation, water quality, um, we definitely have a lot of demand for that in our region, a lot of interest. And I mean, certainly is another thing that's integral to the economy there is the tourism that comes from our lakes, from our rivers, from our forests. I mean, certainly I know it's a what keeps drawing me back there quite a bit. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you've got, and also I think we were just kind of talking about this off mic, but like Liberty Empire just now got an energy efficiency program. Uh, they have really not done that um, until now. Uh, and now they're going to be able to offer to their customers, which are all in Southwest Missouri, uh, Liberty Empire is based out of Joplin, which is west of Springfield by about an hour, or maybe that's just how fast I drive. Um, and they they provide uh, power all the way into Western Greene County. Another thing we were talking about off mic that you have areas of Greene County that are significantly represented by Liberty, and hopefully we'll be able to take advantage of like getting discounts on air conditioners, discounts on insulation. Uh, and that's something that you don't see. I mean, right right now, city utilities and the co-ops just aren't doing that kind of work. We hope that changes. I think there's going to be money available to them to do those programs. Um, but it's it does open up opportunity. And I, I think that was just my point that I think maybe the utilities down there have not done it as much as say Ameren and Evergy have, because that's another issue of population density. It's easier to do energy efficiency programs where you've got apartments and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, multifamily housing. You don't have as much of that in Southwest Missouri. Mm-hmm. Safe to say. Yeah, I would say so. I think you're right. I mean, from, you know, the, the Ameren and the Evergy. Yes. I mean, their programs, their, their size of their utility, their, their, right. their, their their customer base, yes, different scale than what we have down here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, so I mean, so now you've got this opportunity. And I mean, I also hear like, so like when you when you talk about yeah, the sustainability program you're offering, I mean, is that training people to do to do like kind of technical work? Is that training them to do administrative work? Is that just, I mean, what kind of tell me what what is it that that certification will say you can do? When it's well, all- for the for the degree program, it it is more of a um, it's it's two. I guess there's kind of two prongs to it. One, it, students can do kind of a comprehensive sustainability from an environmental, social, economic standpoint, and and take classes from all different colleges on campus to get that more of that comprehensive understanding of sustainability. But within that same program, they can focus if they want to focus on environmental side. They can take classes that focus on that social side. They can do that or the economic side. So uh, whether it's our business college or health sciences or social sciences or agri program or natural applied sciences college, students can take courses that um, are sustainability related or focused in all those colleges to get that experience. Yeah. On the same, on another side of that, so that's, you know, from a, you think more of a, you know, management, administration, side of science, um, but they can focus, you know, technically in the sciences side 
or the agriculture side, those type of things. But what, what we really like about our sustainability program is, is we also provide that experiential opportunity. And that's what we're growing. And that's what we do through the pollution prevention technical assistance or the sustainability technical assistance that we offer to businesses and organizations in the region is yeah. we actually engage students to go out and work with us, work with manufacturing, nonprofit organizations, municipalities, institutions, so that they get hands-on experience. So it could be very technical looking at how do you reduce waste, conserve energy in a manufacturing environment or a yeah. hotel or you know, these type of areas to how you develop a sustainability strategic plan for a business or an organization. So depending on what the student's interested, we develop these experiential opportunities so they get that hands-on experience that that really complements what they're learning in the classroom and really kind of gives them that experience going into when they're, you know, looking for jobs, something to put on a resume, something they can talk about what they actually did that actually drove an improvement for a company. That is such a great opportunity that you're giving students. I mean, like I didn't even know that was something that was available to people while they're in college to be able to do that work. That's a, that's great. Um, now, and I'm not, I don't want you to break any news. I don't want to reveal any uh, thing you're working on, but when you see the inflation reduction act and it does offer opportunities for non-taxable entities to take advantage of that. I mean, is that something you're all looking at of whether or not there's opportunities there for Missouri state to take advantage of like, uh, you know, non, I mean, like, you know, converting tax credits. So allow, uh, certain, you know, uh, like educational institutions, nonprofits to take advantage of, of investing in, in renewable energy or efficiency. Um, you know, I'm still learning more and more. Actually, help with your help. I'm learning more and more what's in the what's in the inflation. I'm still trying to figure that out too. Yeah, <laughs> and the more I learned, it's, it's exciting because yeah, are there opportunities for us as university to take advantage? So the things that I learned that you know are there opportunities for us to take advantage, you know, from an energy efficient site. So I, I gauge our facilities department and administration to see you know what can we do there. Yeah. Um, so. I'm excited to keep learning about more what's in there to see what it is that we can take advantage of. So, yes. And to get that guidance, because I know that we're still waiting mm -hmm. on guidance from the federal government about how that money is going to be available and to whom. And ugh, yeah. it's a lot. I need to probably take another class or two. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, because I just since we're talking, I mean, I know that we have a program where we've worked with a solar company in St. Louis to try to it originally started out before the IRA of like working with like churches, nonprofits that focus on having structures universities, colleges, technical schools about how they could like convert tax credits into money in order to take advantage of that. But now the IRA is basically like, well, you don't even have to do that now. We'll just make money available to you. Um, and I know that we've had experience in talking to like, you know, educational campuses in St. Louis. Uh, WashU gave us some money to do that outreach. Um, I think it's something I've talked to. I, I would love to see nonprofits like domestic violence shelters and, and animal uh, and, you know, kind of animal shelters and food shelter, uh, food, food banks, anything that has like a structural mission of, of providing a building space churches uh, to be able to take advantage of renewable energy and to take advantage of those financial opportunities. Cause I think it could really open up how people look at renewable energy and saving people money. Absolutely. Yeah. It's my vision for the future, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited. I'm very excited about helping, helping with that um, and, and trying to see what's available for people to take advantage of. And so I think that's just a, 
That's really cool. Now, the sustainability program you're talking about, these certificates, you might have said this, forgive me. Is that available now if you wanted to go enroll now? Not now because the semester started, but <laughs> yes. like this summer. <laughs> yeah. So the, the graduate uh, certificate sustainability that's available now, um, you know, anyone that's, you know, working professional wants more, just more uh, knowledge, experience, sustainability. It's a great um, program to do, low hours. Um, but then if you're, you know, if you're looking for a degree, uh, yeah, we, we had the sustainability, uh, bachelor's degree that's available. Okay. That's really, so if you're, if you're interested in that and you're looking at expanding your horizon and expanding your education, Missouri state might be the place for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I get to work. Yeah. Yeah. I think the idea of, you know, having the, from the academic side, but then providing that experiential opportunity, is great. And the more we do that, what's, what's great about the experience, we're, we're helping businesses and organizations in the region. At the same right. time, we're providing hands-on experience to students. I mean, you can't get much better than that, um, yeah. seeing the reduction, seeing the improvements, and seeing the, the, the experience. Yeah. And I would say, like, I think, you know, like what Missouri State can do, I, I think, you know, what I've how, you know, you've seen Missouri State grow in the past, I mean, just a couple of years. I mean, it, it has really become like uh, it, it is it is really just kind of amazing to see its growth. Um, and I think the more it grows, the more you have an opportunity to do something substantial with this. Um, you know, it's something I talked a lot about. I, I mean, you know, Missouri State has its own architect. I used to know I know uh, the former guy, Terry Rowland. I don't know if you know Terry. Um, but Terry had been in the, had been working in the architecture office there. And he was always talking about like how they were trying to make ways to make those buildings more sustainable. And it is, so with that growth, there's obviously a mindset of keeping that, keeping that, uh, keeping that mission in mind, which is critical. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So they want to learn more about this. I mean, where do they go? Um, well, they can just um, go to uh, Missouri State's website. Um, we have under the website, you can search sustainability. We have a sustainability page at under uh, at uh, Missouri State, or you can reach out to me directly. Um, my email is nidig, N-E-I-D-I-G-H, 2009 at missouristate.edu. I'll be happy to answer any questions um, or account or uh, provide any direction, get you in touch. If you're looking for academic side, mm -hmm. um, you can, I, I can see your right direction, or you can reach out to our academic uh, program, our academic advisors, or the sustainability program is actually housed in our geology, geology and geography and planning oh, okay. department within the College of Natural Applied Sciences. So you can reach out to them. Um, Dr. Perkins there is advisor, is um, a great person to talk to about the major and the certificate program. Oh, great. Doug, thank you for your time. I know you've got a lot of exciting things brewing down there, so I appreciate you taking a couple of minutes out of your day to try to inform our listeners about this. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Um, Doug Nidick, uh, Missouri State Sustainability Coordinator, and I want to thank him. And I want to thank all of you for joining. If you like what you heard today, uh, subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple leave a review or share this on your social media platforms on behalf of renew Missouri. This has been James Owen asking you on behalf of renew gurus until next time to take care of yourselves and each other. Thanks. Thanks.